It's the final countdown. That's what I was thinking too. Hello and welcome to a special bonus episode of Allegedly Astrology. Right now, we're busy gearing up for season two, where we'll continue to break down the astrology that happened during some of the biggest scandals and events in history. And today, we're talking about an event that will no doubt have some serious influence on the months to come. Dana, what are we covering in this episode? Today, we're covering a topic that we're seeing everywhere, and that is the Great Conjunction, aka the meeting of Jupiter and Saturn in the sky. Yes, astronomers are having a moment because Saturn and Jupiter are going to be super close. So close that they'll look like a single bright star we'll be able to see with our naked little eyes all the way from Earth. And since this is happening on December 21st, People are likening it to the Christmas star. Yeah, and Jupiter and Saturn meeting is not a once in a lifetime situation, but it's still rare. This happens every 20 years. So Dana, what is the big deal about this transit? This is astrologically significant because when Jupiter and Saturn are connecting in the exact location in the sky, it's always associated with periods of great change at like the societal level involving the state of the economy, public unrest regarding shifting political views and personal values and like groups of values or ideologies, I should say. Um, And so Jupiter and Saturn are the outermost planet in the seven traditional planets, which makes them the original generational planets. Jupiter changes signs annually and Saturn changes signs every two and a half to three years. Saturn is structure, order, tradition, discipline, and commitment. Also boundaries. And sometimes these can be a little too strict. Like the planet literally is surrounded by like a hula hoop and it's like warding people (laughs) off with these like rings. And Jupiter is truth, belief, luck, expansion, and cockiness. Jupiter is literally surrounded by so much gas that you can't make out the surface of it. Which is actually funny because, you know, that idiom that like you're filled with hot air or like gas, (laughs) that's usually used to describe people that like talk a lot, but like aren't actually saying anything. Um, which kind of ladders up to the whole cockiness of Jupiter. Yeah, I mean, it's it's ironic considering it's a planet of truth, but also like the gas giant brings out different truths depending on what sign it's in. And so Jupiter <laughs> rules. Gas giant. The gas giant. This is what astronomers who are, of course, having their moment. They're like, we don't believe in astrology, but this Christmas star, the Christmas star. <laughs> like, it's like the Victoria's Secret fashion show. Like, okay, calm down. Um, Jupiter rules Sagittarius, so it rules Sagittarius and Pisces, and Saturn rules Capricorn and Aquarius. So both planets are responsible for ruling the final four signs of the Zodiac. And thinking about this, it makes sense that when they meet, it signals endings and births new eras of traditions and beliefs because it's like the final four societal uh, signs are being all heralded in a way. So yeah, these two planets, Jupiter that rules luck, truth, cockiness, and expansion, and Saturn that rules discipline, structure, order, tradition. When they combine, things are going to change. Like that's the simplest way to put it. Yeah. And as we know, societal shifts happen when two outer planets interact and these are two outer planets. So it's not a surprise that great conjunctions throughout history coincide with major events. But in the case of the United States, every time we've had a great conjunction in an election or inauguration year, the president has been killed, almost been killed or died while in office. Yikes is right. But um, there have been a few exceptions to the rule. Jefferson. Monroe and Baby Bush, who, in case you don't know, came away lightly scathed after choking on a pretzel. It was pretty serious. 
I remember that because it was in all the, like, there were major headlines. And I feel like we were pretty little, but I specifically remember him choking on a pretzel. I feel like that was the prime time in our life where we were, like, learning the Heimlich and, like, very, like, aware of choking as a danger to our guys. <laughs> I wasn't really aware of how Bush talked. That was kind of when I think, like, dumb quotes presented in, like, a, an honest manner in a sort of ironic, um, sarcastic way became popular so like i remember seeing like when wings were wings take dream yeah. bush and me being like ah, oh. like so everything he did or said seemed silly like he seemed really silly you yeah know? <laughs> yes. really what we want our president necessarily to be all the time <laughs> so the ones besides those three weren't so lucky and starting off with William Henry Harrison, who was inaugurated around a great conjunction in Capricorn and then caught pneumonia and died a month later. Then there's Lincoln, who had a great conjunction in Virgo. And as we all know, he was later famously shot in a theater during his second term. Honest Abe. Then James Garfield had a term under a great conjunction in Taurus and was shot. After him, William McKinley's second term happened under a great conjunction in Capricorn. And he was also shot. He didn't die right away, but he died months later from the wounds. Saturn and Jupiter is actually like a pretty combustible conjunction. It's like Saturn is like the cocking of the gun. And then like Jupiter is the release, you know, the gas giant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I hate that. Um, But besides the fart noise, like that does make sense (laughs) to me. Because everybody was getting shot. So yes, totally makes sense. Next, we still have more presidents. Uh, We have Harding, who was elected under a great conjunction in Taurus. He died suddenly in office. A lot of people say, and this is probably just like a weird story, but a lot of people say he died from shock because there was so much corruption happening and he found out. Like, what a little thing. Oh my God. What What do you think is going to happen when you become president? You're going to learn all of the horrifying secrets of this country. (laughs) I want to learn. (laughs) Then after him, we have FDR, who was voted president four times, which I must have forgotten that fact. Um, (laughs) But his second term fell under a great conjunction in Taurus just like Harding's, and he got really sick and eventually died a few months into his fourth term. Wild. I This is also, this this episode is just like a great deep dive into our presidential history, gotta oh say. God. Like, I forgot all of this stuff. Um, but one thing I didn't forget, uh, JFK, who had yeah. a great conjunction in Capricorn, and he was assassinated. And then Reagan, who had a great conjunction in Libra, was actually shot. Um, But he survived um, his assassination attempt. So I guess what I'm wondering, Dana, is like, why did Reagan survive and our boy JFK didn't? Well, a major thing to note here is the first presidential deaths occurred in uh, Earth signs, which are Capricorn, Virgo, and Taurus. And Reagan had a conjunction in Libra, which is an air sign. Um, Also, Thomas Jefferson, who was born in 1763, uh, is and who was on like one of only two presidents to survive the Jupiter Saturn conjunction during an election year has the conjunction in his birth chart in Leo and Virgo. So it's is uh, significant. Uh, and Roosevelt, who was born in 1882, survived through his fourth term, um, also as a Jupiter Saturn in Taurus in his birth chart. And so like, I tend to think that difficult transits impact people differently who have similarly difficult transits in their natal charts, uh, which isn't to say that they're always like favorable, but occasionally they can be and like favorable and and often they're not terrible like this person is kind of made to withstand this because it's natal to them interesting i mean yeah i guess i guess that makes sense but just want to be clear here we're not saying or predicting that like trump or biden are going to die 
or anything because there's really no way of knowing how this energy will end up manifesting. But here at Allegedly Astrology, like we study historical patterns that have happened and what it might mean when that pattern is about to repeat itself. So we're just we're just doing our due diligence here. Um, but back to today, besides being able to see the great conjunction with our actual baby eyeballs, this conjunction is especially rare because, of course, the planets have not been observed this close together since medieval times in the year 1226. Yeah, like, I don't even want to know what that means. <laughs> I mean, on brand. Besides that, since the 1800s, the great conjunctions have almost always occurred in Earth signs. Because of that, we've seen a focus on the Earth and physical related matters. So, you know, like, getting that cash, like people only focusing on getting more money, accumulating more land, like all the countries, like sucking up all our resources. Um, And that's also why we're seeing a huge bunch of issues with the environment. The one time a great conjunction did occur outside the earth signs, it happened in Libra in the 80s. And that's when the whole new wave movement happened. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) Um, New Wave came after the like aggressive punk rock movement and featured bands like The Talking Heads, Big David Bernstein over here, Blondie, Depeche Mode. And these were bands that use a lot of like synthesizers, choppy guitar rhythms. And these songs were like poppy and humorous. And it was really different than the darker, more political undertones that of music that was popular in the 70s, which seemed like a pretty big shift in tone. So I feel like I'm curious, not just musically, obviously, but like, what can we expect for the Great Conjunction this time around? Um, Before I get into it, you just reminded me of the song Strange Overtones, which reminds me of just like a really good song for this area, because we are... So we've never lived in like a more there's never really been a, a easier time to be alive with all the technology and yet there's also strange overtones for what's going on so if you want to you know wait what who that, sings that it's by um david byrne or brian eno it's from the talking heads but it's oh. not talking heads. totally recommend it good song very okay. new wave okay so the chart for the great conjunction 2020 this is like the beginning of a new era and it shows it it's pluto in capricorn square mars and aries this makes me uh shake my boots just a smidge like it suggests continued battles disagreements and like internet bullshit coming head to head over the next 20 years these are cardinal signs so it's again the beginning of an era cardinal signs trigger the beginning of eras and this is the beginning of an era of disagreement maybe uh, which, as far as America goes, like disagreement is essential for democracy, but it's unsettling when you remember how many idiots are everywhere thinking that like maybe disagreement means like badness. And so this suggests that there will not. Uh, <laughs> I don't really think that there will be an agreement to disagree or an attempt to see both sides. So to our listeners, I think and like this is coming from someone who knows it's really important to know how your enemy thinks, get in their head, really think about the way they tick. What I would suggest and I would encourage in-depth consideration as opposed to like defensive presumptions. I don't even have to encourage this because the sun will be conjunct Mercury and Capricorn. And so this aspect and sign never makes moves without considering how the enemy functions. A wise Capricorn friend once told me that they think of life as like a prison yard and that they get ahead (laughs) by making people afraid of them. So even though they're a super fun and considerate person, like who I know them to be, this is their strategy. And that is great. One more time, I'll say it for the people in the back. I'm not saying you should meet everyone with love. I think kind of like that's kind of bullshit, but consider how your enemy thinks and really (laughs) get in their head. 
Yeah. Whew. All right. So if you'd rather be loved than feared, maybe shift your mindset a little bit, peeps. Um, so in addition to Jupiter and Saturn meeting, we have a pretty aggressive transit involving Pluto and Mars, which will really bring on a lot of disagreement. So be careful there. And then we have the sun meeting Mercury, which is going to shine a lot on ideas and communication. So in addition to these transits, I bet you're wondering what happened the last time there were great conjunctions in Aquarius, because it has been a minute. So great conjunctions in this sign throughout history have brought some big changes in ideologies and introductions to new ideas. Honestly, like this is like literally going back to like, like 600 BC and stuff like that. But since then, Islam first appeared, the Byzantine Empire, aka the Roman Empire rose to power. And there was this book Um, called The City of Ladies. And that came out in the 1400s. And it really freaked people out because it said women should be valued in society, which I feel like now is like, to me, an obvious thing, but it really ruffled some feathers back in the 1400s. So all of these are just examples of ideas that were really ahead of our time. Is it obvious? Because the Equal Rights Amendment still hasn't even passed. So nobody, everyone thinks women's rights are fucking groundbreaking, but um, (laughs) these were all innovative ideas. Even if they seem like obvious to some, they were really innovative back then that challenged the old way of doing things. And these examples go to show that we should be expecting a lot of new ideas and changes to old structures during the next few years, which like, hot damn, like, let's get it going. Oh, yeah. Also the interwebs. Keep your eye on the oh yeah, the oh, interweb yeah. needs some needs some change in too. Um, but yeah, so that's a wrap on this mini bonus episode. And I'm sure you all are waiting with bated breath for season two in January. But this is the perfect time to catch up or revisit our old episodes. Please leave us a five star review and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen to. Uh, you know, we appreciate it. Yes, and smash that follow. We're Allegedly Astrology on Instagram and Reddit and Allegedly Astro, shortened, take note, on Twitter. Yeah, you better smash it because it's the only action you'll be getting this Christmas. <laughs> I'm Elise. I'm Dana. And I'm Sarah. And this is Allegedly Astrology. Allegedly Astrology.